Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. We're back, everybody. Season three is officially go. We got a new podcast cover. We got a new intro. We got a fresh new year. So guys, last year, 2020, we all felt pretty helpless. And there were so many of you that felt hopeless as well. We all let things that didn't matter define who we were. My guest today was right there with us. Anthony Trucks is a former NFL player who lost it all. His career, his job, his marriage, and almost his life. Today, me and him talk about what we need to do to live with that confidence so we can know that we are enough. Anthony keeps it real. He is a beast, and you guys are going to love this one. But first, gotta pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So first off, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Anthony Trucks. So Anthony is a former NFL player turned international speaker. He helps people make shifts within themselves so their identity aligns with their desired outcomes. He is well-known for his top-rated podcast, Ah Shift, and his best-selling book, Trust Your Hustle. He speaks all over the world to help anyone and everyone make their shift. Thank you, Anthony, for being here. I am here, man. Thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, heck yeah, man. So first off, how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? I'm coming at you from the west side of the United States, a town called Walnut Creek, right outside of the San Francisco Bay Area. And we're hanging, man. I don't know. It's Friday. I'm having a good time right now. But I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm, at, I'm on the west coast where I live. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're here in Utah. Um, so yeah, so you're, you live in Cali? I live in Cali, man. I'm uh, about 30-ish minutes outside of San Francisco. Okay, gotcha. You're out in paradise paying that weather tax. <laughs> it's not that great of weather, although a little bit earlier, like it's kind of chilly. It was actually a little bit warmer earlier, but no, I enjoy it. Uh, funny thing, we're going to move to Texas in about a year-ish because uh, we don't need to be paying this California income tax if I don't have to. Oh, you do not. <laughs> That's a little bit ghost. That's actually funny. One of the other people I had on the podcast last season, Angie Lee, she's moving to Texas sometime soon also. I know Angie. Yeah, Nasson, I was just talking to her a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She got a, yeah. she just bought a house out in California too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, small world. So, um, you've, um, your big thing, right, helping people to shift into the people they want to be um, to get the life that they deserve. What is this shift, this realignment process? To give, give us a little Spark Notes version of that so people know what yeah, we're yeah. talking so, about. Uh, I help people make shift happen, man. It's, and, and you get that. Like it's making something unique happen. In a world where we have a bunch of information, there is not as much execution. And a lot of people, uh, they think it's just work hard, work real hard, and I'll get something done. And it never turns out to be that. People have a lot of systems and programs they buy, but no system to be able to have success. And so what I realized that it wasn't about having some strategic system, it really boils down to who you are as a human. There are some people who, and they, they don't even need most of the stuff to have success and they do. The way that they operate, the daily process at an identity level is who they are. They get things done. That's why things look easy. So what I do is I help people understand how to shift into that kind of human done through action. So you achieve something while transforming into someone. Dang, that's, that's, that's powerful. Um, you can be. 
it, uh, yeah, <laughs> big time. Yeah, so, cool, right. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, for you, um, you've been through a lot. Um, yeah. like <laughs> that's understatement. Um, you've probably had several off shift moments, um, when you realized, you know, you needed to make a shift for the better. Um, what do you think your biggest off shift moment was for you? Oh man, there's a bunch. I don't know if there is a singular one, man. Um, gosh. So, and it's funny cause I'm the one that has a podcast, right? So I got a lot of off shift moments. I'll say one of the most important, let's call it the most, um, pivotal. That was a good trajectory. One started back when I was, uh, in high school, man. Okay. And in high school, what ended up happening was I had this moment where I, I chalked up football. I was done. And I made this, this shift internally, uh, through the moments of like realizing I, I hated the fact that I sucked at this thing as my gardeners. Can you hear that? My gardeners are outside. My oh, you're window. good. You're good. We can't hear it. Great. So uh, I ended up having this moment and I was like, man, I, I don't want to be this guy that ends up riding through life, not enjoying my life. And so, uh, the first off shift moment was like, I gotta, I gotta change something or this is going to be the path I'm on forever. I don't like the path I'm on. So the mm. first off shift moment was, uh, was if I wanted to be great, I was going to have to do the things it took to be great before I knew I was going to be great. So making that kind of investment, that sacrifice, knowing what the turn could be, but not knowing for sure if it would be. Dang. So you didn't like the path that you were on. And so you acted so you would change paths, change trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really realize. They see, they, they see their, 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 their circumstance of their lives, whatever they're in, whether it be someone like me who is getting bullied hardcore or whether it be someone who's failing in school or just whatever circumstances might be. And a lot of people don't realize that they are not destined to be that forever. Yeah. Um, and they get stuck in that rut. Um, well, I, th- I don't know if it's that they don't realize. I think a lot of people realize that we're in a world right nowadays. You can't get away from the fact that people are like, yeah, you can be better. I think it's that they either don't believe that that will actually happen for them um, or they don't think that they have what it takes to do that. And that, I think that's the issue. Not can it happen, but am I worthy? Will I be able to do it? And is it even right. Real? Right. No, I totally agree with that. Not so much like they don't realize, but they don't believe. They don't think that they can get out of it. They honestly believe that that is them for the rest of forever. Um, and unless, you know, we help convince them that actually, no, you can move past this. You can become better. Not only can you, but you should because you deserve all the happiness in the world. Um, so before, you know, you, you became the shift maker, um, before, you, before you got into all this and everything, you know, where did you look for happiness? Like, how did you define yourself? Define? I mean, uh, you know, well, I'll be honest, back then it was football. Like, my happiness was defined through how successful I was at the game of football because I was in uh, college. I was, in the, you know, in mm-hmm. the NFL, and that's who I was. And building that persona, being that guy was the thing that made me feel like I mattered to the world. You can hear right. that for sure now, can't you? It's I can bad. hear it, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> just be like this so you can only hear me. But, um, but no, man, so it ended up boiling down. Of all times in the world, they had to do it right now. They haven't been here all day. And the one podcast I have, they happen to be here. It's amazing. <laughs> Darn um, you, garden people. <laughs> yeah, I got to get some soundproof stuff on the window. So anyways, <laughs> what ends up happening is I, I, uh, I get to the point of realizing, like, what we were talking about, I lost my train of thought, dude. I lost you're, my train of thought. No, you're good. You're good. I was just asking you before you became the shift maker and everything, right? Oh, yeah. right. Where'd you look for happiness? Yeah. Gave me. It was football. I found happiness in, in being somebody who felt like I mattered to the rest of the world based on how many tackles I made. So that mm-hmm. was it, you know, and, and we could find a bunch of ways to find yourself and find self-pride, but usually it's something that boils down to what are you pouring into? So that was my thing. For some people, it could be the violin. For some people, it could be the paper route that they have, right? It's just a matter of where do you choose to invest? 
your time and energy because that's where you're going to get that return of this is what makes me happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like like 100% of people uh, for at one point in time, most of their happiness, it depends on some outward thing, right? Like how well we perform in school, in sports and whatever it might be. Um, did, I don't know, like when, when, when the shifts and everything started happening, um, was it easier to find value more intrinsically rather than, you know, stuff on the outside? I don't know if I found it was easier. Uh, I think the thing is, there's a process that I call, not even a process we'll call, but it's just this statement that I live by. And it's what you create creates you. And I think to get the intrinsic, it has to happen from an extrinsic aspect. I have to do something. I, if I'm going to feel comfortable and confident in who I am, it has to come from me doing something outside of me that when I step back and look at what I did, I go, damn it, I'm awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And that's gotta, the, only way you, that's the only way you get that. And I can't walk up to you and be like, hey, Nathan, man, you got to feel great about this thing because you should. You'd be like, yeah, okay, sure, right? Yeah, prove it, right? right? right. The moment that you go do it, when you put your hands on something and you walk away and go, damn, look what I did. That's what that in- ex- intrinsic aspect swells up inside of you. Without mm-hmm. doing that, man, it doesn't happen. It can't happen by accident. Right. Was there ever a moment where you felt like, like you were enough just as you were? Yeah. I mean, later. It wasn't like it was early on. <laughs> foster care it's a you know sucky kids a foster kid man I, I thought i wasn't enough to my mom you know so why would i be enough for the rest of the world if the one person who brought me in held me in her belly was like nah, i don't want him you know like Oof. that's it doesn't lead to making you be like oh i'm, I'm worthy you know so mm-hmm. nah man it, it took a while it was it was later on a call towards the back end of my years we'll call it where i was at a point of like i i mattered um to people past anything i'd accomplished because from the beginning of it like i matter in a sense of i do sports everybody loves me i'm the sports guy you know anthony's here he did football and then when you're out of sports like nobody's around and then you have success in business everybody's around but it ends up being the people that um that made me feel good were the ones that, that were around when i was nobody right that's what i felt like i i mattered mm-hmm. to those folks because it was just it was just anthony as anthony it wasn't anthony because he could get me into a club because he played in the nfl or he can give me tickets to something or like you know he's the guy that everybody knew or so it was just Anthony and people are like, I like you. I'm like, oh man, this, now I feel like I matter because I matter to people when I shouldn't. I like that. Maybe not shouldn't, but when I wouldn't matter to other folks, that's probably a better way to say it. Well, yeah. Like the people are clapping even when you feel like you're doing nothing. Um, yeah. like when, you're, when you're not doing well. Um, Cause it's one thing to be doing well and have the world clapping and, you know, applauding you and everything. But you know, it, it, it does mean a lot more when, I mean, not, I shouldn't say more, but, you know what I mean? Like you feel it, you feel it. I got you. Um, so how easy then is it to get lost chasing someone else's approval? You know, do you think that some of us get lost chasing our own approval, chasing, chasing something that, you know, the, the concept of enough will never be enough. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I think some people do because then what happens, you're driven by the, whether or not someone approves of you. And it's a problem because if that's your driving force, the moment you surpass the point where you realize like, yeah, they approve me, then what's your driving force, right? So, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people that they have the, the language of like, I do it because they said I couldn't do it. And then I did it. It's like, all right, well, what are you, what's going to help you do it again? <laughs> like, you know, what's going to help you keep pushing? So, yeah, there are a lot of, and I've been there. Don't get me wrong. I've been in this space where I was in high school and I wanted to be the guy everybody knew and everybody loved. When, when the world took that support from me, I felt like nothing. And that's when I realized, F the man, F the people that, that don't support. Why am I driving off this thing that could be ripped from me so quick? So a lot of my driving forces don't have to do with other people's, um, whether they approve or disapprove of me. It's what I want to do, man. I set my own scale. 
And I tell people to do this. Like, this is something I do in my programs. Like, you need to set your own damn scale, man. Because if you don't set your scale, somebody else, the world is going to have one you adopt. And that one sucks because it's not set. There's no, it's a moving finish line. Even if you do accomplish something, you always compare to this, un, you know, unset scale and you'll feel crappy every time. So I'm like, I'm tired of doing that. I want to have my own. I want to know what makes me feel good about me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in private, do my thing. And then if I build this thing, if you come in later on and say, hey, uh, yeah, you made that, but you suck at that. I'd be like, all right, let me compare this to my scale. Yeah, yeah, no, my scale says I'm good. So I'm going to go ahead and keep pressing on. You, you hold that thought there, buddy. I'm going to do my thing. And I get to walk away in joy. And if you don't do that, if you don't set your own scale of what great is, man, it, it sucks. Now, the only caveat to that is you got to set a scale of great that is exciting for you. Right. And what's exciting is outside of what you realize is possible. So I'm big on have conversation with other people that stretch your scale of what's possible just one inch. So you go, ooh, I never thought of that. That'd be hella cool if I got that. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go try for that, right? So it's like I want to get that now. It's not like this. Oh, it'd be cool if I got it. Yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah, if I don't, it's okay. That's not a good. That's not helpful. No. When it gets tough, you start getting to the point of like you can find really good excuses and not keep moving. And if you don't keep moving, you don't get the goal. And then what do you feel like? Crap. So for me, it's like set your own scale, man. Do your own thing, and then make sure it's just a little bit high outside of that level, so you actually want to progress towards it. Man, that's super powerful because so like there's a bunch of kids, right? Listen to this because, um, you know, my big thing is advocating for, you know, bully victims and stuff like that. And when I was in school, I remembered caring so much about what other people thought about that I would change my actions to where I was becoming someone who I wasn't proud of to impress a group of people that I didn't care about just so I yeah. could get their approval because I wasn't setting my own scale for my happiness or, or my greatness. Uh, but the moment that I did, you know, that I, that I decided who I was for myself, you know, they lost all their power. There are so many kids who blame themselves for the hurtful actions of other people, um, for things totally out of their control. How can a kid make that shift to see with perspective to not worry about all that crap that they can't control? Uh, it's a couple ways. One, I think, uh, one, you have that realization that you can't control it because, I mean, if you try, you'll go crazy. It's not going to help you. So don't make sense of it. You won't make sense. You'll just drive yourself crazy on the ground. And then two, um, find a group of human beings that make you feel included, right? I think what we do is we feel like that. We feel like we're not worthy to anybody. So we seclude ourselves. We get very solo. Uh, and we just tuck away because, well, no one wants that. That person doesn't like me. Then no one probably will. No, people don't like that person too, man. The person doesn't like you. They don't like that. So find your group of humans that allow you to feel feel included and it doesn't have to be everybody it just gotta it's gotta be one person because honestly not everybody likes everybody and that's okay that, that's, that's good i think people don't grasp is it's okay for someone not to like you yes there's people that don't like me i don't know them but it's okay you know <laughs> and if i met them and they'd be like i don't like you i'd be like cool man i i, I maybe like you and you don't like me that's cool. And I press on with my day. It doesn't have to make me feel bad because I know I got a wife and I got kids and I got friends. And if I lost everybody and I had one person, that's all I really need. I need that one home, that one heart to home and everything else doesn't matter. Dang, that's so true. Everything else is kind of noise at that point. Once you find that, once you find your person, your people, your place, everything else just becomes noise. Um, I love that. I love that. So. Let's rock down memory lane a little bit. Talk about things out of our control. Um, yep. Third year in, the, in your NFL career, you get a jacked up shoulder injury. Um, and it, it takes you out of commission. Um, 
you had no control over that. Um, no, did you, I don't know, did you find yourself blaming yourself and being mad at yourself over it? Not, no, I, didn't, I mean, it wasn't a blame and mad at myself over the, uh, the you can't control an injury. I mean, it's an injury. You know, what are you going to do? It's like, ah, you know, this sucks. Life goes on. Um, it did suck trying to figure out who I was without it, though. Like, that's usually the difficult part is who is Anthony without this thing? Right? Yeah, without that's, football. Not football. Who are you? That, that's the question is whenever you've given yourself and so much of yourself towards something and then it gets ripped from you, that becomes a scarier part. Because then what you think, and this is what I tell people all the time, man, you think you are that thing and you're not. Like, and, I, and genuinely, you are not that whole thing. Because here's the thing. Like, I looked at football and, and seriously how I thought of it. Football was the fruit of my labor. I, I was, you know, this amazing football player is great, right? And this was the fruit of my labor. I felt like a, an apple that fell off a tree. This, this apple was in the tree and it was, you know, it was sucking for the teat of the tree. It is amazing, right? And all of a sudden, this apple falls off the tree and it falls in the ground. And I feel like that apple, like, oh, I fell from grace. I'm the football guy. Football got taken away. And I have some confidence. That apple, it's sitting there. It's still, it's still edible, right? It's, you can eat it for a while, right? Get, someone comes and picks it up. They take it to the grocery store. It goes to your house and it rots after a while. So right. it has some shelf life. That, 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 that confidence is shelf life. But after a while, man, that, that apple starts to get a little soft little brown spots after a while while it's turned into this rotten piece of fruit and we feel like this this is the path of our, our emotions i thought the tree it's okay i'm cool little by little it's like oh man i suck football did this i i felt like i sucked and so what happened was i tucked in man i tucked away i got dark i felt like a rotten piece of fruit and then it took me years to figure this out and this is a lesson that people are learning right now in a couple minutes and man use this one we always believe that we are this fruit. That's what we see, the relationship, the career, uh, all this stuff, the job that goes away. I, I left the military. We believe that we are the fruit. When we lost that thing, the fruit died. But we have never in our lives ever been the fruit. We have always been the tree. The tree is the thing that created the fruit, man. The tree is the thing that, that can, can create that career, that relationship, this health. The tree can do all of that. What happens is we stopped tending the tree because we thought we were the fruit. So what happens? Well, that piece of fruit dies, and every other piece of fruit is not getting attention, so everything else dies. So when I lost football, my marriage fell apart, business fell apart, my shape went, I, I was out of shape. Everything tanked because I was, I was thinking I was a fruit and not giving nutrients to the tree. So I went back to the tree and said, wait, 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 let me go ahead and let me give some nutrients. Let me go and water this tree. Let me prune the branches. Let me go ahead and take care of the bugs in this tree. Let me take care of all the different fruit. The tree could produce bigger and better fruit. I find that now I have more enjoyment doing what I do now than playing the NFL. Well, scratch that. I, I, I love playing the game, but everything else around it, yeah, that wasn't that fun. Right. But I enjoy this. I know I got a job. I know what I do. I know who I impact, right? So it's a vast – I would choose this every day over the NFL because I love this life I get to live. But it only came because I realized that I've never, ever been the fruit, but I was always a tree. Man, you are not the fruit. You are the tree, man. Someone make that a t-shirt. Someone listening, make that a t-shirt. That's um, actually a good idea. I'm going to go tell my team. We need to make that. <laughs> you're not the tree. You are the tree. I get 5% on that one. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because uh, it kills me when I see kids every single day. So I'm a high school counselor by profession. Yeah. Um, and I see kids every single day who, I mean, one thing or another has happened in their life that's, you know, out of their control, whether it be uh, most times it's with the way other people are treating them. Um, mm -hmm. uh, other times it's how they feel when they're on social media, um, when they're on Instagram and TikTok all the, TikTok all the time and, you know, comparing and all this stuff. Um, and it's literally killing some kids. 
Uh, right now in 2020, suicide rates among children have skyrocketed um, because they think they're that fruit. They think that this is them. They suck. Um, and they, 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 you know, some kids, they think that the only way to, 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 to be out of this is, is to end it all. Um, now, I mean, you, you've been there before. Um, you, yeah. you, you got to that point um, where you were so low, you wanted to end it all. Yeah. What kept you here? What stopped you? Uh, it was too late at night. To be totally honest, man, it was, it was the time that, that everything had, like hit the fan. I kind of went driving off in the middle of the night. None of the stores that were open that sold rat poison. So it was kind of like a, a crappy situation. Um, but man, honestly, but then after that, it was people. I hadn't let anybody into the world of me and my experiences. That was the problem. So when I finally mm. let people in, that's when it started changing. That's when I got to the point of feeling like, all right, I matter to some people. Uh, it's not that bad. Like people just started pouring into me, man. That's pretty much it. I got a little bit more love. And that was the mm. piece. It was humanity. Uh, I, I borrowed joy is the way I explain it. In life, we have, we have a certain level of joy. You know, we have certain things that, that bring us peace. And what I have found is that that joy, uh, if we don't have it, we need to go borrow it from other people, man. We need to be around them, be in proximity to community. And you start getting a little bit of osmosis of people that just, you know, they smile a little bit more and you feel like you have a little more at peace and things, you know, feel a little smoother. And the more they do, the better you feel. And then you can actually later on have more joy and you can be able to give that to other people when they need it. Hence the borrow statement. And so, right. and I just, I got around people. I poured, I let them pour into me, let them kind of, you know, kind of help me get to the point of seeing me how they saw me. Right. Guys, to everybody, anybody who's listening, if you are struggling right now, if you feel like that the world is crashing in and you have no one to turn to, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Turn to somebody. Um, borrow their joy. Um, mm -hmm. Because as we share our struggles, we are able to empower ourselves. We are able to empower each other. Um, as our, if our struggles stay hidden, um, you know, they infect us. They convince us that we're a rotten piece of fruit when really we're a super strong, strong tree. Um, you know, thousands of kids everywhere, man. They've, I mean, we're <laughs> this year, <laughs> so many people are feeling hopeless. Um, hopeless because of the different bullies in their lives, whether it be social media, whether it be real people, whether it be circumstances. Um, if you had one of them kids here right in front of you, you know, what, what do you think would be one of the first things you say to them? The one uh, thing you just want them to know. One, one thing to know. Um, man, it gets better. That's it, man. It just gets better. That's it. It gets, it, is the, it gets as good as you choose to invest. You can't get the return mm. of joy you put in the work. So if you want, if you want things to be better, it, it gets better. 100% it can. It always can. But it's not going to happen by accident. If you want it, you got to go get it, man. And the more work you put in, guarantee result of joy comes out of it. Because you got to tie yourself not just to the outcome and the, and the thing that I might get. Tie yourself to feeling confident for what you chose to do that day. Even if it's, I just got up and walked down the street, you know, outside, I, I did 10 push-ups. you know, I, I made a phone call to somebody, whatever it is, set your own scale and do the actions and then you, it gets better. It's really it, man. And, and if you, if you get to that concept and also ask yourself, do you want that? Yeah. Like, don't, don't you want it to be better? So if you want it to be better and you know, it can be better, we'll make it better. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> I completely agree, man. Um, there's so many people who like they want it to be better, but they don't act. They're sitting yeah. there and they're like, I want things to get better. It's like, well, you can't, you can't, you can't drive a parked car, bro. 
you got to put that thing in, you got to put that thing in drive and push on the gas pedal. Eventually you'll turn the right direction, but you got to move somewhere. Um, I love that. I love that. It will get better. Um, well, thanks Anthony so much for just, for just, I don't know, just talking about all this stuff. Um, I know there's, I know there's some people out there. Well, I know from, from just knowing about you, there are millions of people out there that benefit from you, but I know there's some kids out there that benefit from this. Um, how can everybody find you? Shameless plug time. Shameless plug. Go to at Anthony trucks on Instagram, man. It's just, it's a, uh, oh it's seriously simple at Anthony trucks. Or if you want to text me, text Anthony.com. Ooh, text Anthony.com or just at Anthony trucks. At Instagram. Yeah, it'll, it'll literally on your phone, pop up your, your texting app and just you, like your, your messenger or whatever you have. And it'll just, you just text me. Oh, dang. Um, so yeah, go check him out. That'll be, I'll be in the show description. Make sure to go follow me for your daily dose of positivity at bulliesbe.gon. Never forget, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.